0: Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski.
1: Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and I have my two closest friends here. Alleluia and Alleluia. (laughs) We can now say Alleluia, and I love this week because we can say Alleluia, Alleluia. It's a double Alleluia, right? right. So we got Ziggy Rodriguez, and we got Thomas Patrick Dory in
0: thing one and thing two. (laughs) Don't you think? Now I think we have our Halloween costume for next year. Alleluia two. That's right.
1: A one and a two. And so I'm glad you guys are here. Thanks for having me. And I'm glad Easter is here, and we're in the Easter, the octave of Easter, at the tail end of it, obviously of the octave. Uh, and so it's, it's been, uh, I think Lent went faster this year for me. Did it go yep, fast? It did. A hundred percent. I think because as I get older, <laughs> things go things faster. Are, well, you know, it's like zoom, 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 oh, zoom. yeah. You know, but when you're a kid, like when you're like five years old, you know, a six, forever, six, to to six weeks, Christmas. you know, six weeks of Lent before what? your Easter basket. Murder. That's a long, long time. But yeah. <laughs> as, as I've gotten to be like 93, it's like, it's, it's <laughs> this one, whatever millionth of, time it's like it goes by so quick
0: you're 93 man you don't look a day over 81
1: you know what i appreciate that <laughs> thank you thomas dorian uh i got a special test i'm gonna give you uh anyway so divine hey, we, mercy i we, need mercy please <laughs> you have you you will get mercy okay, you will get thank mercy you, thank you uh praise the lord so we uh we have a a really really a meaty show today bring it on that was my tra- you didn't get my whole the little segue tra- meaty a meaty show. Okay, we're talking about meatless Fridays, <laughs> we have a meaty show. You can't listen to the show on Fridays. Um, we, so we just went through Lent.
0: Yes, yes. And of did. course,
1: Lent is when most average Catholics go, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't have meat on Fridays, right? And then they hope and pray that like Saint Joseph's feast day will fall on a Friday. <laughs> you know, and that's their big highlight of Lent. And that and it should not be our highlight of Lent. I'm just admitting that. But we're very concerned about, uh, you know, the meatless Fridays, mm-hmm. a- abstaining from meat on Fridays, mm-hmm. um, and so and it's important for us to do. Uh, we've done shows about that, and uh, but the thing is, a lot of people don't realize that part of the Latin Church, right, the ancient church, mm-hmm. teaches that every Friday, even outside Lent, is supposed to be a meatless Friday. Yeah, right. uh, and 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 I just I a lot of people are like, no, 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 that we, don't, we well, don't. Well, this
0: past Friday was in the octave of Easter, so this past Friday, yes, I, I a, get
1: that. <laughs> I, I get that, but right. still, um, it's like we got a lawyer with us, yeah, canon lawyer. <laughs> yeah. So, so you always but, got that guy, but, but for the it. people that don't believe that and say, well, right. it's not true, right. I, I do want to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Y'all have to stay with us for this whole show because, because, <laughs> uh, because. It's going to sound like one thing at the beginning, but it's going to end up being another thing. So I just want everyone to understand that as I start to read like this canon law here, okay. I'm cracking open the canon law book. Yeah, don't right? fall asleep. No, no, this is a, this is, well, this is juicy stuff. It's meaty stuff. Yeah,
0: you're like, going to get a cease and desist, desist order from McDonald's, like you exactly right. <laughs> like they're going to tell us to stop.
1: Well, luckily there's no meat. Uh, in that, anyway, that's a whole other thing. Where's so, the
0: beef? Yes. canon. Oh,
1: look, look. Let me read Canon Twelve Fifty One. Okay, yeah. it basically states and. The, You know, I'm not reading the Latin. I'm reading the English. Uh, Abstinence from eating meat or some other food according to the prescripts of the Conference of Bishops is to be observed on every Friday of the year unless a Friday occurs on a day listed as a solemnity. Abstinence and fasting, however, are to be observed on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. So that canon basically says you are supposed to uh, abstain from meat on every Friday of the year, right? unless it's a solemnity. Right. I mean, that says it right there. So now, how in
0: the world do we get to where we are now where everybody thinks you can do whatever?
1: Well, two canons later, okay. Right. so Canon 1253 says this, the conference of bishops can determine more precisely the observance of fast and abstinence, as well as substitute other forms of penance, especially works of charity and exercises of piety, in whole or in part, for abstinence and fast. Mm-hmm. So this is the current code of canon law. And so it basically says we are to abstain from meat on every Friday of the year unless it's a solemnity. Right? It's very clear about that. But then it says but the conferences of bishops and here in the United States we have the US CCB, right? Mm-hmm. The United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Mm-hmm. They can regulate what that fasting and abstinence looks like. Yeah. Right? They can change the rules basically in in a way but it really doesn't say they can get rid of it as a, a penitential day but what they can do uh essentially is to um change how we recognize that penitential aspect of every friday mm-hmm. right so that this opens the door to uh, another document uh, and i guess we should state uh, we we should make this clear that that catholics need to understand something profound about our our week right that our week um it, it, where we call it the weekend really you know sunday is not the weekend it's the strong beginning mm-hmm. right it's it's the it's the day of new creation right mm-hmm. it's it's the resurrection day and so every sunday of every year is a solemnity every sunday of every year of every week every sunday all year long Um, is a mini Easter Yeah, even during Lent even during Lent that's why we don't have the Lenten observance traditionally uh, as harsh on Sundays Sundays of Lent they're still Sundays of Lent so they're toned down uh, in terms of like not having altar flowers and things like that but um, every Sunday is a mini Easter yeah we celebrate the resurrection on every Sunday which means every Friday every Friday is essentially a mini good mini good Friday So it's a day of penance. It's a it's it's in the character uh of the Christian to ob- to observe the many Easter and observe the many Good Friday. It's a way to weekly remind ourselves of what Jesus did. So th- this is important to understand. And the way the traditionally the way that the church has always dealt with those Fridays, those Good Fridays is no meat. And and th- and that's important now. In 1966 the the um, Nash, back then it was called the National Ca- uh, Conference of Catholic Bishops, the NCCB. Now it's the USCCB, the U.S. United States Catholic uh, Conference of Catholic Bishops. So back then the NCCB put a document out, and it was called uh, Pastoral Statement on Penance and Abstinence. Now, I don't have it in front of me, but I was doing a little research on this topic, and, I, and it sh- I showed me the front page of the New York Times when this document came out. It was a big deal. There were a lot of Catholics, and you were allowed to talk about Catholic things in major newspapers back then. <laughs> Apparently, it's changed a lot. But on the front page of the New York Times, it basically says it said something like, starting December 2nd, uh, no more no-meat Fridays. I mean, it was a big deal. That was on the front page of the New York Times. Yeah. And so it was a big deal. And and starting with that headline, I mean, that was basically typical of the way the average Catholic viewed it. If you ask, ask a Catholic now, hey, are you supposed to give up meat on Fridays, ordinary Fridays, right, in ordinary – in other words, every Friday, not just Lent – they'd say, oh, no, 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 they got rid of that.
0: Yeah, didn't you read the New York Times?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, was, it was all over the paper. Uh, you know, and so, so you, you um, that's, that's what people remember. Mm-hmm. So a while back, I was re- thinking, read somebody's commentary about that whole situation, and thinking like, well, why, why did we just chuck Meatless Fridays out, right? And so essentially, they were replaced with nothing, right? Well, wrong. And that's the thing. so this document, Pastoral Statement on Penance and Abstinence, basically goes through the history, the importance of uh, essentially uh, fasting and abstinence, why it's important in the church. It's a, it's a very interesting document. And it was promulgated uh, in, uh, on November 18th, 1966, so almost 60 years ago. Right, so what? Well, okay, fifty-five years ago. So it's it was promulgated back then. It's an interesting read. It's uh, uh, six, seven, eight, uh, six pages. Six Mm -hmm. pages long. Uh, and it's very interesting to note, like, what the church, how the, it states very clearly mm-hmm. where people thought, like, well, Vatican II is chucking everything out the window, and nobody cares about anything, faith is dead, and all this stuff. You hear those kind of comments. I do not believe that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Please don't write letters. <laughs> right? But, but, um, but um, a lot of people think those things mm-hmm. about Vatican II. And now this wasn't actually in Vatican II. Right right this was during the time of Vatican 2 but this was separate but there was a spirit there was a time of things changing then mm-hmm. right but the the this document is very clear about the importance of recognizing the suffering of Jesus Christ on that good friday and what it what it yielded and how our participation in that suffering will yield a, a resurrection every week for us mm-hmm. right that we'll we'll be constantly in that that ebb and flow of grace mm-hmm. that comes to us because specifically because of Jesus's passion and, and resurrection, passion, death, and resurrection, which we just celebrated, like mm-hmm. right, which just comes to the head right, all all uh, so beautifully during the 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 Paschal Triduum through e- uh, uh, Holy Week, and then of course into the octave of Easter, um, and it's a beautiful celebration. That's why we do it every year to be reminded to be to be uh, dwelling in that. Uh, moment or reminded constantly of that grace. So the bishops back then were like very clear on all this stuff. And it's a beautiful read. And I'm not going to read all of it, but I do want to skip to the like fourth page of this document because it helps us understand what's supposed to happen on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Right? So we'll just uh, start. Um, Catholic peoples from time immemorial have set apart Friday for special penitential observance by which they gladly suffer with Christ that they may one day be glorified with him. This is the heart of the tradition of abstinence from meat on Friday, where the tradition has been observed in the Holy Catholic Church. Changing circumstances, including economic, dietary, and social elements, have made some of our people feel that the renunciation of the eating of meat is not always, and for everyone, the most effective means of practicing penance. Meat was once an exceptional form of food. Now it is commonplace. I'm going to pause there for a second because those are wise words.
0: Yeah, no, that's Uh, fat. Because there are some people who are who are like pescatarian, who like abstain from meat as a regular thing because the dietary issues related to meat, and they love fish and they'll only eat fish. And so for them, that basically means there is no Friday penance, but it has nothing to do with Jesus.
1: Yes, I know. And but but for me, a, a lover of meat.
0: Yeah, sure. Right. And I'm I mean, a lover I, of meat too.
1: I, I, I mean, so for me, uh, I love meat. But but in all honesty, I love a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> sure. I mean, properly made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is is really good. Yeah. Uh, and you sound I like Elvis. Well, but you, you need know, to grill it the bananas I, on. It. But let me just say this: like a, a grilled cheese, oh, a yeah. well done grilled cheese on oh, Texas toast with tomato or, soup. Yeah, and I like the. I uh, some and a, a hamburger slice. <laughs>
0: Not on, now we're talking. Tom, now we're talking. not on Fridays. Tom, not
1: on Fridays. But my point is, there's lots of food, and I and I love seafood. You oh, know, yeah, yeah. I, I I'll, I'll drop by uh, Captain D's. I'm not sure that's actual seafood, <laughs> but I I, I I will visit there on the occasional Friday. And and I guess my point is, I I see this the wisdom of the bishops to go like, look, not everybody not everybody thinks that abstaining from meat is that big of a deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. because there's lots of really good food out there. Things were different when that tradition started. Right. Right. So um, because of that, then we go on. um, We started uh, at at, um, uh, paragraph 18 of this document. I'll say it again for those who are going like, what is this? I want to read this thing. Pastoral Statement on Penance and Abstinence. And it's, it's on the USCCB's website. Yeah. You can still find it there. Um, And we started at paragraph 18, and we read 19, and now this is 20. Accordingly, since the spirit of penance primarily suggests that we discipline ourselves in that which we enjoy most, to many in our day, abstinence from meat no longer implies penance, while renunciation of other things would be more penitential. So it's setting up here, this idea of other things, right? Uh, uh, paragraph twenty one for these and related reasons, the Catholic Bishops of the United States, far from downgrading the traditional penitential observance of Friday. notice they have to say that because they know they 're going to get a hit from people going like, "What you can 't take that away from us. This is time honored and traditional and it 's like, look, we 're not downgrading their traditional penitential observance of Friday right Now it did get downgraded, but not by them. Mm-hmm. I think by the reader. Yeah. But I think the average Catholic didn't really read all of this. They, well, they just, just said yeah, the hey, New York Times. Did you see the reader. New York Times. Yeah, they just right. saw the New York Times headline. Yeah. They didn't even yeah. They didn't even read the New York Times article. They just read the headline, <laughs> right? <laughs> all right. So and motivated precisely by the desire to give the spirit of penance greater vitality, especially on Fridays, the day that Jesus died, urge so the bishops urge our Catholic people henceforth to be guided by the following norms. Okay, uh, paragraph twenty-two. Friday itself remains a special day of penitential observance throughout the year, a time when those who seek perfection will be mindful of their personal sins and the sins of mankind, which they are called upon to help expiate in union with Christ crucified. Paragraph 23. Friday should be in each week something of what Lent is in the entire year. For this reason, we urge all to prepare for that weekly Easter that comes with each Sunday by freely making of every Friday a day of self-denial and mortification in prayerful remembrance of the Passion of Jesus Christ. So the bishops have it right here. I yeah. think I, I, you know, you might have a differing opinion about what's happened, but it's not because they dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't. They dropped the ball in making this thing a reality. I don't know. So paragraph twenty-four. Among the works of voluntary self-denial and personal penance, which we especially commend to our people for the future observance of Friday, even though we hereby terminate the traditional law of abstinence binding under pain of sin as the sole prescribed means of observing Friday, we give first place to abstinence from flesh meat. Okay. So they're saying they're taking away the obligation under pain of mortal sin, but they're giving first place to abstaining from meat on Fridays right I, I just I want people to hear that because it's not them necessarily saying like you know what we don't think it's we, we want this to go away they're not doing that right they're wanting us to see this as an opportunity and not an obligation yeah mm-hmm. right and we, I'm a father of nine that doesn't work <laughs> it really is hard to get the kids to to voluntarily want to do better right we, we, we but so it's a it's a challenge right um so it says, we do so in the hope that the Catholic community will ordinarily continue to abstain from meat by free choice as formerly we did in obedience to church law. Right? So it's imp- so they're saying we should do this. So it's no longer an obligation. It's an opportunity. And we, But they say, we should do this. We should do this. We should do this. Fridays are special. Fridays are special. Fridays are special. It's like over and over again. They keep saying the same things. Right. Now, we all know the reality of what took place, mm-hmm. right? It didn't go so well, right? Everyone just saw that headline and basically jettisoned the whole idea of Meatless Fridays. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what they had proposed later in this document, jumping down to uh, 27, uh, it says, It would bring great glory to God and good to souls if Fridays found our people doing volunteer work in hospitals, visiting the sick serving the needs of the aged and the lonely, instructing the young in the faith, participating as Christians in community affairs, and meeting our obligations to our families, our friends, our neighbors, and our community, including our parishes, with a special zeal born of the desire to add the merit of penance to the other virtues exercised in good works born of living faith. So it's like we need to be penitential on Fridays. It's not saying we get rid of that. So, you know, in a sense... They replaced the obligation of Meatless Fridays with an expansion of understanding of like penance and the penitential spirit and doing those uh, those works. And we find ourselves on Divine Mercy Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yes, as most of us are are hearing this program, um, and it's like, well, wait. Doesn't the church have a list?
0: It does!
1: <laughs> the, two lists, in Two fact.
0: lists, the seven spiritual uh, works of mercy and the, sp- and the seven corporal works of mercy. And so, um, but we'll go ahead and read those here. Uh, number one, uh, this is for the spiritual works of mercy. Admonish the sinner. Um, which, by the way, you know, people could be like, that's a work of mercy? You know, yeah. like, that seems, like, very rude. You know? But <laughs> if a person is doing it in a spirit of mercy... Right And saying, "I love you so much that I'm going to risk our friendship and the goodwill between us by sitting down and talking to you about you know I, I'm worried about your soul based on how you're living your life. yeah, you know what that might get thrown in your face you might lose a friend that day um, it could be something bad happening at your job for for right. example, you know what I mean there's there's backlash that could happen, but you know what if your goal is the good of that person's soul. If your goal is to show them not that their sin is the end, but that God's mercy is the end, and you're pointing them to a desire for God to cover them and change their life, then it is an act of mercy. Um, instruct the ignorant. Similar uh, as as admonish the... Uh, so,
1: like, sometimes I'll look at Tom and I'll say, hey, <laughs> you know, this is, this is just a work of mercy. Or, I, I or,
0: just, or since we're doing this now, it's a Friday, check. Check the box. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but but come in for the, so like with terms of instructing the ignorant. That's that's one, and, and obviously that's ignorance re- regarding matters of the faith, right? Right. Uh, next is uh, can, uh, counseling the doubtful, right. um, and so people who have lost their faith or are struggling in their faith, being intentional about saying, "Hey, you know what? Your faith life matters to me." Yeah. Uh that's a, a spiritual act of mercy. Uh bearing wrongs patiently. Ooh,
1: I have a problem with that.
0: Yeah. So yeah. You, you know That's on the list. That's on the list as well. So you making the choice uh, p- uh forgiving offenses willingly. So, in addition to bearing wrongs patiently, being intentional about what's the, what's on my heart that I need to forgive and let go of? That's a spiritual work of mercy. And then comforting the afflicted, people who are going through tough times. Yeah. So, and then you have under corporal works of mercy, those are a little bit more straightforward. Feeding the hungry, uh, giving drink to the thirsty, clothing the naked, sheltering the homeless, visiting the sick, visit the imprisoned, bury the dead... Um, it which, says, yeah,
1: going to a funeral, right? Being sure. part of that funeral—that's I mean, a, that's a corporal work of mercy, mm-hmm.
0: absolutely. And there are also there there are uh, uh, ministries out there that are supporting, like creating caskets for like uh, babies that were the you know who died in miscarriage or from abortion, and that's another example of something where they're, they're, it's honoring uh, the dead in a way. that A lot of times, those babies
1: don't get a proper
0: burial, yeah. and so being that that you know donating. To one of those charities, for example. So the,
1: now, do we get through the entire? This, That's the whole list. It's 14 all fourteen. Things. That's a lot of stuff to do. Um, and again, so here's a, like Holy Church gives us these opportunities to participate. So especially if we're if we're so we're combining the things that we just talked about, um, but like the 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 no more no meat Fridays, right? The idea of a meatless Friday being replaced by some kind of act of penance. Uh, or a penitential spirit on every Friday. Now we can, if you're like, well, what am I supposed to do today? It's Friday. I mean, what am I? What do I do differently? I don't know what to do. I mean, there's the list that the bishops in 1966 gave us. Yeah. Right? I mean, some things are as simple as meeting our obligations to our families. What does that mean? How about you go to work on that day with a penitential spirit? Mm-hmm. Or let, just pick up and, and pray over these corporal and spiritual works of mercy and Pick one that day and say like today I'm going to be more patient.
0: Or boy, I really want to watch this game, but little Timmy has needs help with his homework and he's asking for help now. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to sacrifice this game I've been looking forward to to help so, Timmy.
1: Essentially, you know the, the the old thing like your mom or nuns or whatever used to say like offer it up. You know when you got mm-hmm. some kind of issue going. So being more conscious on Fridays. Is what I think our bishops were getting at back in 1966. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened was different, I think. And if you'd asked me several years ago, um, "Hey, do we still have to observe on every Friday?" No, no, that was lifted. That was gone. They took that away. It's like, well, did they? I mean, was there fanfare, or they just like quietly, you know, start serving steaks at the Vatican cafeteria, <laughs> you know, on Fridays and not tell anybody. Um, no, they were very clear about the, the, in the in the United States about this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Now there are many uh, uh, churches uh, around the world, uh, dioceses that that still have meatless Fridays. Oh yeah, right, all through the year, and so and you and, and again in 1966 they suggest that you still have meatless Fridays. Yeah. So I, I just I guess as everyone's hearing this now, uh, just recognize that you know personal piety is important. To take ownership of your piety and if you're a family leader if you're if you're dad or mom and you're responsible for for children or other people in your home or in your in in your environment uh you know what you need to like sort of look at uh, uh the piety of the family of the of that group uh and say like how can we take this up a notch and how do we revisit what we've been doing on fridays right um, and, and there's a lot of like, I, our family typically doesn't eat meat on Fridays. Now we'll make exceptions. And so what we've always taught our kids is like, well, um, Hey, I'm, I, I'm on this trip with my friends or on, you know, the bus with the band tour or whatever. And it's like, uh, um, we stopped at a McDonald's and I don't like their fish sandwich. What do I do? we so we would say things like, you know what? Pray a rosary. Or mm-hmm. offer a prayer for somebody or whatever. So, but they would call us and they would ask, "Hey, is it okay if I have meat on this yeah. Friday?" I'm talking about outside of Lent. And, and so it's it's like you raise your kids that way to think that think penitential. Like mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to have meat. And see, to me, that's what the abstinence does. It makes you think because mm-hmm. meat is commonplace. I mean, we're eating whatever uh, meat, Anything hamburgers, whatever, at any any time of day, right? Three o'clock in the morning, you can stop at a restaurant and get a, a triple cheeseburger. I Not that I've done that. Not that I've done that. But 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 the point is, we need to be thinking, and we we need to follow what the bishops have, have put out for us and Absolutely. realize how beautiful that gift of our faith is. So celebrate Fridays in this way. Mm-hmm. That'll be beautiful. Beautiful in the sense that as we conform ourselves to what the church teaches, especially about suffering, when we unite ourselves to the suffering of Jesus Christ on the cross, when we enter into a penitential spirit, what we're doing essentially is living as Jesus taught us, uh, and things uh, open up to us, graces open up to us, so this idea of, of meatless Fridays and how we spend those Fridays, even if it's not a meatless Friday, if it becomes a Friday of penance, how beautiful that is. and. Uh, And also just a turn to the Blessed Mother. The Blessed Mother knows our struggles. She knows our life. And certainly she wants us to reach out to her to lead us to her son, Jesus. And so let's ask for her intercession as we continue to have these meatless or extremely penitential Fridays. And let's ask the Blessed Mother to watch over us in this process. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray Pray for for us sinners, sinners, now at the hour hour of our death. death. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at...